It was also really interesting recording a book that uses so much Farsi in it because I'm actually really bad at pronouncing Farsi and I have to like think it through to get it mostly right. I'm always proud when I don't cry during the really emotional scenes. <laughs> I do recall encountering many times, actually, the comment that if somebody mispronounces a word, you should give that person credit because it means that they learned the word from reading it. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Adib Karam, Tess Sharp, and Benjamin Dreyer. Go behind the mic to learn what it was like to record a picture book celebrating the Persian New Year, a YA thriller about a con artist's daughter, and a young reader's adaptation of a certain radical grammatical guide. There's so much to learn and enjoy in this episode. Join us. Hi, this is Adib Karam, author of Seven Special Somethings, a Noru story. I wrote my book because when I was growing up Iranian-American, I never got to see any books about my holiday. At school, we always read books about Christmas or Hanukkah, or very rarely Kwanzaa, but nothing about Noru's. So it was really exciting to get to bring this story to life for kids today. If I had to describe recording the audiobook in one word, it would be awesome, because I really like technology. I'm something of a like mild audiophile, and it was really exciting to go in and do it in a real studio instead of at my desk with a bunch of dollar foam from Amazon on the walls which has been very useful and is one of the few like Amazon purchases that I really did like. It was also really interesting recording a book that uses so much Farsi in it because I'm actually really bad at pronouncing Farsi and I have to like think it through really hard to get it mostly right. Growing up, I really only spoke English and so I didn't really develop the ear for it. I am really proud of the different voices I did for characters. It was challenging but I am a theater child at heart, and so it was really fun to try to come up with unique and fun voices for them. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would probably have cast, like, Maz Jobrani, who's an Iranian-American comedian who is hilarious. Or maybe I would have, like, roped in one of my family members or something because they speak Farsi way better than I do. The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was Stamped, the remix version by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi, narrated by Jason Reynolds. And it was just absolutely incredible, as everything Jason Reynolds does is. I find myself listening to audiobooks mostly while I go for walks, which is really nice, or this is kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to own it. I also tend to listen to them while I'm playing Animal Crossing and like doing my chores on my island, because it's very meditative. And now, here's a clip from my audiobook, Seven Special Somethings, a Noru's Story. Keon ran down the stairs laughing. It was the first day of spring, and Noru's was here at last. While Maman and Baba cooked and cleaned all day, Keon was allowed to help. It was Keon's job to match the socks, and beat the rugs, and even vacuum. The Sofre haft scene was set in the living room. Maman, Kion said, why are there only seven things on the haft scene? It's tradition, Kion. Noru's is the start of spring, Maman said, when everything is new again. 
The seven S's on the table are symbols. We hope they will make us happy in the new year. Hi, this is Tess Sharp, author of The Girls I've Been. Tell us about your book. What inspired you to write it? Two different things. A very raunchy comedy called Heartbreakers, which is about a mother-daughter con team. And there's a throwaway line in it about the mother raising the daughter in the con. And the idea of growing up as someone else and never being yourself, that idea really stuck with me throughout the years, almost 20 years. And then when I was thinking about what kind of books I wanted to write next, I really wanted to write a locked room thriller. And I got this idea about a girl being locked in a bank during a robbery with her ex-boyfriend and her new girlfriend. And I asked myself, what kind of girl would like actually be able to engage with the bank robbers and win? And I was like, oh, my con artist idea. So, you know, it was two ideas smashed together, basically. What about your narration are you most proud of? I'm always proud when I don't cry during the really emotional scenes. <laughs> and I'm really excited about the listeners getting to listen to the kids in the bank because they have some really fun dialogue in there. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't done it yourself? If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would absolutely cast Millie Bobby Brown, who will be playing Nora in the movie. But she's a little busy right now, you know, filming Stranger Things. If you listen to audiobooks, what was the last great one you listened to? Nick Offerman just did several Mark Twains, and they are just incredible to listen to and to experience his voice with Twain's words. I just, it's an experience. I highly recommend it. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. The robber, white guy, six feet, maybe, brown jacket, black t-shirt, red ball cap, pale eyes and brows, yells, get on the floor, you know, like bank robbers do. We hit the floor. It's like everyone in that bank is a puppet, and he's cut all our strings. I can't breathe around it for a second. This giant lump of fear in my stomach, chest, and throat. It burns and snags in the soft parts of me, and I want to cough, but I'm scared that'll draw his attention. You never want to draw their attention. Hi, I'm Benjamin Dreyer, author of Dreyer's English, Good Advice for Good Writing. Now, this is a version of a book that was initially published back in 2019 called Dreyer's English, An Utterly Correct Guide to Clarity and Style. And we've adapted it to be more useful to, let's just say, slightly younger readers. The germ of this book came about because... I had begun my career a couple of decades ago as a freelance proofreader and copy editor. And over the years, as I had increasing responsibilities at Random House, the company I work for, I essentially stopped copy editing altogether. But I came out of retirement to copy edit The Burgess Boys by Elizabeth Strout, 
which ended up being simply the first of Elizabeth Strout's books that I copy edited. And I found that in reconnecting with the joy that I had felt being a copy editor, it inspired me to really just want to share some of the stuff that I do when I work as a copy editor that I thought might be useful or at least amusing to readers and particularly to writers. Thus was born Dreyer's English. Let me describe recording the audiobook for my own book in one word. Challenging. It's a lot of things, actually, including hugely pleasurable. But reading one's own words for hours at a time, trying to convey them so that people can hear them when they're not actually looking at them, you want to make sure that the audiobook exists in its own right as a thing that does what it's supposed to do, not just if you happen to be holding the printed book in your hands. And one thing that we found as we recorded this book is that because a lot of this book is about things that can't really be voiced, I mean, there's an entire chapter about punctuation, I had to improvise and embroider and rewrite from time to time, more than from time to time, a lot. And the process of trying to do that on the fly to convey things coherently, to rewrite, to suit, it's a lot of work. I'm pleased to have done it. I guess I can also say I'm pleased that I'm finished doing it. But yeah, challenging, that's the word. One of the things that I have really enjoyed in narrating this audiobook is being able to recite some of the great passages that I quote in the book. I was very thrilled to be able to read aloud the opening of Bleak House, to read aloud the opening of L. Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. I was very happy to be able to read from Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. So as much, of course, as I have enjoyed reading my own words aloud, there's a real special pleasure in reading aloud other people's words that I really love. One of the things that I say in the book, in fact, is that when you're trying to test out the quality of your own writing, one of the best ways to do it is to read it aloud. And the sound of other people's wonderful words really thrills me. One of the things that is challenging in recording one's own words is realizing that there are a lot of words that you know how to write and you know how to spell, but you don't necessarily know how to pronounce. You've written them all your life, but you've rarely found yourself saying them out loud. I do recall encountering many times, actually, the comment that if somebody mispronounces a word, you should give that person credit because it means that they learned the word from reading it, not from hearing it which is lovely, and it's a wonderful thing, and it's true, but I'm in a position where it is important that I do, in fact, pronounce the words that I am speaking properly. I found in recording this book that my French is not as good as I used to think it was, and I will always find that when it comes to the word substantive, I have to stop and shuffle it around in my brain to make sure that I'm pronouncing it properly. The one thing that people have said to me about the book that I really appreciate and that really moves me is that they have characterized the book as kind. And I do hope that in both the grown-up version of the book and this new version of the book for young people that 
people don't find it a hectoring experience, that they don't feel like they're having a finger wagged in their face all the time, but that they are encountering something that is helpful and is helpful in a nice, kind, supportive way so that people want to write, not fear to write. Had I not been able to narrate my own book, there is one voice I have loved, I think, more than any other voice that I can think of. And I've always joked that if somebody was going to make a play out of the book, I would want to be played by Vanessa Redgrave. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. After a piece of writing has been, likely through numerous drafts, developed and revised by the writer and, and by the person I tend to call the editor-editor, and deemed essentially finished and complete, my job is to lay my hands on that piece of writing and make it better, cleaner, clearer, more efficient. Not to rewrite it, not to bully and flatten it into some notion of correct prose, whatever that might be, but to burnish and polish it and make it the best possible version of itself that it can be. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.